This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Thursday, September 24th, 2020. On this day in 1977, child predator Nathaniel Bar-Jonah assaulted and attempted to kill two children. Years later, Bar-Jonah faced allegations of sadistic serial murder and cannibalism. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering one of Nathaniel Bar-Jonah's vicious attacks, which nearly claimed the lives of two young boys. Let's go back to a small Massachusetts movie theater on September 24, 1977. A cool dusk had descended on the town of Shrewsbury when 20-year-old Nathaniel Bar-Jonah parked outside the theater. He tucked in the shirt of his phony state trooper costume and ambled up to the box office with a swagger. He liked the feeling of power the uniform gave him. No one stared at him too long or bothered him too much. They just listened to what he said and did as they were told. He loitered near the doors for a few minutes before he spotted two teens, 13-year-old Billy Benoit and 14-year-old Al Enriquez, exiting the building. He quickly pulled them aside and ordered them back to his vehicle. The boys protested, but they were in no position to argue. At nearly six feet and over 300 pounds, Bar-Jonah was an intimidating man. He pushed them into the back of his car and pulled out a pair of handcuffs. Confused and afraid, the boys tried to resist, but by then it was too late. Bar-Jonah pulled a massive knife from his belt and held it to their throats. He smiled as they started to sob and tightened the handcuffs around their wrists. With Benoit and Enriquez restrained, Bar-Jonah relaxed and started driving. He traveled about 20 miles southwest, heading for the woods outside of Charlton, Massachusetts. For nearly half an hour, the two teens cried and pleaded for their captor to let them go. Bar-Jonah kept quiet, savoring their terror. At last, he pulled off the road and rolled into the dense forest. He stopped in a clearing right in front of a tent he'd set up for the occasion. Everything was going exactly according to his sickening plan. Over the next hour, Bar-Jonah forced the boys to undress and flicked cigarette ashes at them for entertainment. 
Then, knowing his victims would be able to identify him if he left them alive, he dragged Enriquez further into the trees and started strangling him. Enriquez tried to fight, but Barjona was at least twice his size. It was no use. With no other option, the boy went limp and held his breath. Barjona watched Enriquez suddenly close his eyes and stop moving. Satisfied that the deed was done, he dropped the boy and left him in the woods. Then he went back for 13-year-old Billy Benoit. Benoit, too, was completely at the much larger man's mercy. There was nothing he could do as Barjona lifted him up and threw him in the trunk. The lid slammed, and then everything went dark. Back in the woods, as soon as Barjona was out of sight, Enriquez allowed himself to breathe, gasping for air as quietly as he could. When he heard the car roll away, he got up and started running. He didn't know where he was going exactly, just that he needed to get as far from the trees as possible. He sprinted through the undergrowth, batting away branches and jumping over ruts in the dirt, searching for the road. At last, he broke free of the forest and found help. He told police what had happened, and authorities immediately set out to look for a car matching the boy's description. It didn't take long for an officer to spot the vehicle speeding down the road. When he flashed his lights, Barjona dutifully pulled over, hoping it was just a routine traffic stop. Then he saw the policeman walk up with his gun drawn, and he knew he'd been made. The officer approached the trunk slowly, hoping he'd gotten there in time. Coming up, authorities discover the darkest depths of Nathaniel Barjona's depravity. Hey listeners, I want to take a quick moment to introduce you to the newest ParCast original on the block. It's called Incredible Feats, and it's a short weekday show hosted by comedian Dan Cummins. Every weekday, Dan shares a true account of physical strength, mental focus, or genuine bizarre behavior, going behind the scenes and into the achievements of world-class athletes like Dean Carnassus, who once ran for nearly 81 hours without stopping, and performance artists like Lucky Diamond Rich, who boasts layers of tattoos in the most unlikely places, and even everyday people thrown into extraordinary circumstances, like Juliana Kopka, who was forced to survive alone in a rainforest for 11 days. Incredible Feats is offbeat entertainment that's sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, and always surprising. New episodes air daily, Monday through Friday. Search Incredible Feats and follow free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now back to the story. On September 24, 1977, 
20-year-old Nathaniel Bar-Jonah abducted two teenage boys and attempted to kill one in the Massachusetts woods. Luckily, one of his victims was able to escape and alert the police. Shortly after, officers pulled Bar-Jonah over and found his second victim stuffed in the trunk. Thankfully, 13-year-old Bill Benoit was still breathing and recovered from the assault. Bar-Jonah was arrested and convicted for attempted murder. He was sent to prison for 22 months, then was transferred to a state mental hospital for the next 11 years. During this time, Bar-Jonah confided his darkest secrets to his psychiatrist. He revealed that he not only had urges to kidnap and murder children, but he also fantasized about consuming their flesh. Despite these chilling confessions, a judge ruled in 1991 that Bar-Jonah was no longer dangerous and released him in June of that year. He was out for less than two months before he struck again. After spotting a seven-year-old boy sitting alone in a car, Bar-Jonah jumped in the vehicle and sat on him. Nearly 300 pounds at the time, he almost suffocated the child before the boy's mother realized what was going on and ran outside to stop him. This time, 34-year-old Bar-Jonah was sentenced to probation and sent to Montana to live with his relatives. The court hoped that their supervision would help rehabilitate Bar-Jonah, but his twisted fantasies only intensified the longer he remained in the outside world. Bar-Jonah started collecting pictures of young boys cut out from magazines, as well as keeping detailed journals where he described his murderous fantasies in a bizarre code. He wrote about his dreams to cannibalize children and even came up with revolting recipes incorporating human meat. Eventually, merely fantasizing wasn't enough for Bar-Jonah. He started attacking children again, kidnapping and sexually assaulting at least three boys around 1999. One victim told police that Bar-Jonah had suspended him from the ceiling using a rope and then groped him. Another was handcuffed and assaulted by the 42-year-old under the stairs in his apartment. These charges prompted officers to do a thorough search of Bar-Jonah's room, which turned up hordes of illicit pictures and writings. In his journals, Bar-Jonah kept records of the neighborhood children, including his victims. On one such list, police found the name Zachary Ramsey, a 10-year-old boy who had gone missing three years earlier. Ramsey's body has never been found. Bar-Jonah had written the word, died, below his name. After additional investigation, authorities determined that Bar-Jonah had no alibi for the day Ramsey went missing. Even more unsettling was the fact that he held a neighborhood cookout soon after the boy's disappearance. There, he served unusual meat that several attendees remembered tasting strange. When confronted at the time, Bar-Jonah had claimed that he'd been hunting and used deer meat in his hamburgers. But he didn't own a gun, nor did he have a hunting license. 
Though they were never able to prove it, investigators strongly believed that Bar Jonah killed Ramsey, butchered him, and possibly served him up on burger buns. Bar Jonah denied the accusations for years, but he admitted that his journal referenced serving human meat to his neighbors. Despite the circumstantial evidence, police didn't have enough to charge Bar Jonah with murder. He was instead charged with kidnapping and sexually assaulting the three other young boys in 1999. A year later, Bar Jonah was sentenced to 130 years in prison. In 2008, at 51 years old, he died in his cell of a heart attack. Until the day of his death, Bar Jonah maintained his innocence, but authorities now believe he may have killed, sexually assaulted, and possibly cannibalized at least two other victims. Nathaniel Bar Jonah stands as one of the most sadistic predators in history. Despite being given repeated chances to rehabilitate himself, he terrorized children across two states. The world is undoubtedly a safer place now that he's no longer in it. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more stories like this, check out ParCast Original Serial Killers. Today in True Crime is a ParCast Original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast Originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast Originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Aaron Larson. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Terrell Wells, with writing assistance by Nora Battelle. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Hey, Parcasters, don't forget to check out the brand new Spotify original from Parcast, Incredible Feats. Join host Dan Cummins as he explores true accounts of weird, wonderful, and all-out wild achievements. New episodes premiere daily Monday through Friday. Search Incredible Feats and follow free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>